everybody, and welcome to WTS 256. My name's Danny Murray. And I'm Graham Merrigan. Graham Merrigan, how are you? Good, how are you? Um, I'm good. I wanted to shoot straight in on something, actually. I'm, oh, at, the blind, I'm, I'm at the blind side in you. Yeah. Um, and I want you to fill me in on how... Craig um, David. How, how the fill me in? Can you fill me yeah, in? Me, yeah, me oh, in. He's after making a bit of a resurgence, hasn't he? I've no idea. I don't listen to... I don't he's follow trendy trends. Is he? Yeah, yeah, it's not I like when... It's not like when S Club start horn, but it wasn't S Club 7, it was S Club 4. <laughs> and, and they start doing nightclubs in Dublin and Ballyhonest. <laughs> Ballyhonest. And Abbey Leaks. Abbey Leaks. <laughs> there is a pizzeria in Abbey Leaks called Polly's. And really? it's fucking delicious. I forget what I wanted to ask you. Oh no, tell me this, right? Mm. Firstly, hey everybody, welcome to this week's What's the Story podcast. Um, Danny, tell me this. Yes. How in the hell has Boris Johnson survived so far holy as we record this he is still the leader people people used to call Bertie a heron the Teflon Taoiseach because nothing stuck to him but Boris Johnson has just with all the pun intended because of Michael Gove's ministerial position Boris Johnson has levelled up on the Teflonness of his reign Oh, Teflonness of his tenure would have been better illiterate. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. how how I I don't understand anybody else, anybody else, and this would have tipped him off. And then for him to fucking throw across the House of Commons floor accusations at Keir Star Sir Keir Starmer about Jimmy Savile. Yeah. And his where, where did I the, the, like I know Keir Starmer used to be the head of the British equivalent of the what is it, the DPP? DPP or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what has that got to do with Jimmy Savile? Absolutely like, nothing. It's classic fucking smoke and mirrors from, from Boris Johnson. And a lot of his colleagues in the Conservative Party want him to withdraw that remark. Yeah, and that's he's had, as, before we went on air, I was reading news, we're recording this of a Thursday evening. One of his most senior aides has resigned because he wouldn't withdraw, withdraw the mark. Well, he doesn't care. He'll just go full Trump. He's reckless and, though, isn't he? Uh, he's, he's, he's a madman. But I think that's, possibly what gets because anyone who had any shred of self-decency would wake up look themselves in the mirror of the morning after the night before and go I have to do what's right but Boris Boris is just like of course I won't do what's right so what what happens now where do you where do you see it going like how how was to this point he hasn't resigned out of pure stubbornness on his part and because there's, the, enough, there's enough chaos everywhere else to distract people. And that's what's keeping them afloat, in my opinion. So you've got... Russia, so will he stay then? I think so. I think unless, unless there is an almighty heave from within his party, which there won't be because the Conservatives are so far behind in the polls, they'd be leaving an open net for Keir Starmer and Labour. And that is a weak Labour party at the moment. Let's be honest. Like, yeah. they, they, like they should be making fucking mince meat of the Tories at the minute. And they're nine points. They're struggling to get like nine points ahead or whatever it is. Um like any any fucking I still think it's bonkers that he's the Prime Minister like it is a hundred percent it is. And the only possible thing here is that enough Tories over the weekend say uh all right look Liz Truss Liz Truss is the only way we can get through this and keep a shred of credibility. 
And even then, it'll be thin ice because Liz Truss isn't exactly the most credible human being on the planet, in my opinion. She's now Preeti Patel and she's now Michael Gove, but she's still toxic enough t- to me, anyway. Um, but, like, I just don't... I don't understand how people have opted to go with the fireworks that are going everywhere else and allow themselves to be distracted by things like Russia, Ukraine and the Russians off the coast of Ireland and what's going to happen there, the the, the NI protocol, the, the DUP shenanigans this week. It's as if Britons everywhere are looking for any excuse to look anywhere but directly at the sun. They're doing everything they can but look directly at the sun. It's, and mad, it's, it's it? just mental to me. Like and, the and sun is exploding, and they're just like, "So what else can we? What else can we get angry about?" Because that's kind of boring. And is the Russia thing real? Ah, uh, I don't know. See, honest answer, man. Like, I mean, like uh, my my point in it all, right? Without having read, I haven't read too deeply into it. Yeah. And the reason being is why, like. The UK and the US, in terms of telling the public things, and I look to I look to Iraq and Afghanistan and things like that. Um, they have an odious record of telling people lies. Yeah, weapons of mass destruction. You know that that, that type of thing. So I'm kind of saying to myself, why would I believe them here? Like, you know, and Russia yeah. being like in any comms I've seen from Russia, they're they're honest in as far as they're saying, yeah, we do have troops on the border because we don't want Ukraine joining NATO. Mm. So, NATO's coming too far east for us, so yeah. we'll just relax. I don't, and that's not justification, not at all. No, but, but at the same time, I think we have to ask, look, Vladimir Putin is no saint. He is absolutely no saint. He's a bad bollocks of the baddest variety. But he's not the devil that the West make him out to be either. Mm. so there, there's this kind of checks and balance thing and there's two sides to every story and somewhere in the middle lies the truth mm. so I, I'm not going to pretend I know everything that's going on I haven't a fucking breeze for the most part the little bit that I do know though I know enough to know something smells fishy yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. So, and that's not a pun to the Irish fishermen who stood up to the Russian <laughs> ambassador the federation which, which is absolutely... Irish fisherman that, uh, drove the Russian Federation out of Irish waters. That, that is... That, that will be a play that the people of Corks are going to because alone it's... It will be. At its time. 100% it will be. Yeah. We were um, reeling in the years as well. Oh, uh, fucking gold reeling in the years content right there. But I think, the, the, as you were saying there, like Russia has a, a, a right to move its troops within its own borders because potentially there is a surge in the number of troops on the opposing side let's say for the sake for the for the want of a better word but i think people seem to forget that like yes russia are moving their troops towards the border but they're doing so because they see what nato and the ukraine are doing around the movement of their troops and you hear about biden flying in three thousand u.s troops to the ukraine to shore up that in in russia's eyes is is a provocation yeah, they're, yeah, they're provoking yeah. them. They're saying, "Well, if you put your troops there, we're going to get in extra troops." And it's like saying, "Russia, you can do what you want, but the the Western world and NATO are going to do what we want, and we're going to show you we're better and stronger than you." Everybody just needs to back away from the fucking bus here for a minute, like. But don't don't aren't them aren't America very paranoid 
about the safety of the people in America. Like when you looked at the Saddam Hussein situation, again, Saddam Hussein wasn't a nice man. Um, But was Saddam Hussein a threat to the people that live in America? I don't think so. Oh, but this is this was is Afghanistan. Classic. Was the state of Afghanistan, Afghanistan, a threat to the people of America? But this is isn't this the whole thing? Isn't this the Vietnam? Whole as it goes back to the Vietnam War, saying thinking that the Vietnamese are are a threat. The, when the, they the they war and all the stuff that went on there, and I know it's slightly different context, whatever. But like, like with the exception of nine eleven, what country has? What was the last country to attack? America Japan, Japan Pearl Harbor Pearl Harbor yeah. yeah and then with the exception of that what was the last country to do to that before that do you know what I mean like so when you look at it America absolutely has this paranoia and America absolutely has this thing of world police you know and I don't agree with it. I don't think that they're right. And in, in some ways, it's kind of like, well, you know, during the Cold War and everything, isn't it just as well? We had them because checks and balances and whatnot. But you could equally argue, well, isn't it just as well that we had the Soviet Union because we needed a check and a balance against the American superpower as well? Like, mm. th- There's no simple solution to any of this. But America is more often the aggressor than the victim. And we'd all do well to remember that. Absolutely. And that's why... I'm because both of us are really into current affairs and politics and stuff like that. With this whole Russia thing, I'm kind of pleading ignorance to it in as far as yeah. I'm kind of I think I'm in my head going, ah, this is going to pass. Like this is going to pass. It is going to pass. I think it will. Look, the, nobody, none of them. Putin doesn't want a war. Biden doesn't want a war. The Ukrainians don't want a war. NATO doesn't want a war. Where no. would China sit on this? I'd say China are biding their time on this one. And is they're sitting that, that a their time. I'm <laughs> full of them today. They're, they're sitting back and they're like, let's just see how this plays out before we pledge allegiance to one side or the other. I don't think they would pledge allegiance to one side or the other anyway. But I think they would. They're just doing their own thing though, aren't they? They are. They, they, they don't really they, care about anyone else. They, like a conflict would, would, would work for them because it allows them to continue their uh, streak towards supremacy in terms of the, the latest superpowers, do you know what I mean? Mm. But like, America is not dying star. It's it's not born and as bright as it once did, and it's not coming back either. Like, not anytime soon. It's a you mad know? country, isn't it? R- Russia is clinging on to what was the power of the Soviet Union, which was never really a power. They were just amazing bullshit artists. Mm. I had everyone believing they were as big and bold as they were. Like, you know. Um, so who are the superpowers now then? China, China's definitely one, you know. Like, America and Russia still are to a large extent, but they, they're not the superpower they once were. They're effectively George Foreman and Muhammad Ali in their late 40s. You still wouldn't want to poke off them, but you'd fancy their chances, you know what I mean? Like, it's that <laughs> kind of carry on. It's, um, like, in India, arguably as well, purely just based on their population, and there's loads of people who know a lot more about this than I do, but, like... Yeah, we are so amateur here. There's, there's a whole fucking plethora of things that go into what makes a superpower but what I what I would say comfortably and very much so I'd stand over it is would America and Russia be the two heavyweights in the ring short of global conflict breakout 
No, I think they'd be the light heavyweights. That's just my own opinion, though. The light heavyweights? As opposed to the, the heavyweight. The, the, neither one of them is Mike Tyson in his prime. Like. Sorry. It's all right. People get distracted. It happens. Ballybrack Bulls are related. Are, are related? Ballybrack Bulls are back playing this Saturday. Excellent. Um, yeah, we went back to training on Monday and I was in bits right up until this morning, Thursday. How 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 are things now at the wheelchair? Because everything was was on hold as a result of COVID. And it was on hold. Um, recommenced in November. We played a game against Colester and we were kind of nervous about going back because of COVID um, and because Omicron at the time was kicking off and none of us wanted to be sick. So... The Monday night of training, we had the match on Tuesday and we had a match on the, that Saturday. Yeah. So we were kind of, we kind of said we played a match on Tuesday, we played a match on Saturday and we'll assess it again next week in, in training. So we played the match on the Monday, or sorry, on the Tuesday. And then on the Wednesday morning, we got a notification to say that the referee tested positive for COVID. So we, Ballybrook Bulls on our own, went on an extended break um from from training and participation from the end of November up until two weeks ago we're back at training and uh we're back our first match since that cholesterol game so the, the the structure it's not really like I don't mean this in a bad way but just with everything that's going on the best kind of the best kind of uh solution was to have a league where there was just you play a team once as opposed to playing a team twice so in our break, we missed three games that we have to reschedule. So um, we'll play about we play we we'll play five games, six games between now and the end of April. Lovely. So that, that's a pretty packed schedule, all things considered. Then yeah, it is. So we play on Saturday, and then we play on the twenty third of February in Kilkenny Wednesday evening, and then we play two games and three games in March. And that's I'll be playing in Clonaslee on Monday, March seventh, near you. I'll be making me annual pilgrimage to Clonaslee for that one. Yeah, it's a Monday um, evening, half seven. Um, lovely, lovely. Are you not so, playing on on a Saturday in Clonaslee as well? Is it nineteen? See the Monday. It's a Monday because it was an outstanding fixture. It was originally ah, supposed to be on Saturday. So, so it's a, what's it's what's that date thing. here? What's that date? I'll write it down so I don't forget. Monday the seventh of March at half seven. Monday the seventh of March at half. Oh, I can't. I'm busy. Oh, no way. Yeah, that's the day that I'm cutting my toenails. <laughs> that's a military operation, Graham. We actually need superpowers involved to get through them there. So, it's, uh... <laughs> Will you be getting them done for your wedding? Uh, well, the March cutting will see me through to November. <laughs> but they walk around barefoot in the carpet here, like claws, just... Jamming, oh. on my way up the stairs. How, how is the wedding planning? It's it's going. To, and for the record, I'd like to say I cut my toenails once a week. I'm not an animal. Just, and uh, you you've hired Frank. You have. Uh, Gary Mackle was very kind and reached out to his friend, who is now my friend, uh, Frank. Could you pronounce it properly, please? Oh, sorry, Frank. And, and uh, where he's he's on a consultant basis, he's uh, <laughs> providing uh, help. Um, he's not under contract. He's freelancing, but he's he's providing invaluable assistance, and um, 
if to be honest though, I think somebody if I didn't know better, I think Frank is actually asking Gary, and Gary's providing the details to Frank because it seems to be of a level of taste that could only be coming from somebody with such immaculate taste as Gary Mackle. So I agree. and Gary's on huge commission with Frank. Oh, I, I outstandingly so, I'd imagine. Yeah. And Which is probably Gary, it's probably Gary for the best. A, Gary will have a huge say in what what happens at your wedding as well. I I fully expect him to. Fully expect him to. I'm, in a way, I'm I'm so happy that Gary could find time to to agree to attend because I know he's a busy man with many things on, but um, it gives me a bit of reassurance that if something is not right on the day, he'll let me know when we we'll get it addressed. So, are the dogs going to the wedding? They're not. No, they're not. The dogs are going on holiday uh, for but a few there, days. Was there ever a suggestion of them being involved in the ceremony or the day? Uh, th- there was, yeah, in the early planning phase, we had hoped, um, and we we did. We had a little idea to have the the three of them involved. Uh, we've obviously since lost Cali and whatever, but unfortunately, uh, yeah, the venue was just we couldn't convince the venue to break their uh, no canine rule. <laughs> so, really? <laughs> they thought we were mad. We were like, uh, "Are pets allowed to stay in this hotel?" They were like, "No," and I was like, "Are really well trained pets allowed to stay in this hotel?" And they were like, "No." no. And, they were, and I was like, are guide dogs? And they, were like, <laughs> and they were like, service animals are. And I was like, how quickly can you get a dog registered? Just get, just get a dog's fist. I might do that. I might just on Wish or Etsy or one of them. You can get that and done there for a fiver, can't you? So I'll just get like a, some sort of service animal vest made up for them and be like, there you go. It'll go horribly wrong when Polly shits on the carpet at dinner. But look, yeah, I could probably get away with that, actually. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I wouldn't like to use. I think, given your experience of using your uh, chair as a proper Halloween, I think those days of of prop utilization are gone now, are they? Um, absolutely. Um, yeah. my thirtieth, my thirtieth birthday was the last time I used my chair as a prop, and yeah. uh, I won't be using it again. Was that the DJ box? Yeah, Keith made me a DJ box, and I couldn't yeah. move it. It was it, it. It looked class, but I'd imagine it was a nightmare to get around in. That was a nightmare. It was all. It was in the graduate, was it? Yeah, yeah, it was class. Yeah, yeah. That's when Mark Brock dressed up as Kane. As Kane. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say trying to get around the graduate in that DJ box is a bit like pulling a forty-five A into the bar. So, <laughs> yeah. so I still haven't made a note. Sorry, hang on. March seventh, at half seven in Clonesley. Yeah. Yeah, Monday. Just filling in my diary on the podcast as we record. No big deal. I've I've started to use my calendar and my phone for things. I'd always use my head, but I'm always forgetting yeah. now. So as, as you roll, your head's letting you down, is it? It is big time. And the size of it, like of a mallet. Um, there we go. Right, that's in my diary. My my attendance is confirmed. Pending, I don't have any positive lateral flow slash antigen tests. Yeah. Are you doing them? Do you do them regularly yourself or anything? No, um, not regularly. No, when my mom, mother, when my mother bear got COVID over the Christmas, um, myself, my dad and Carl did. I did one Yeah. when she first got it. Um, and then because I had no symptoms, I wasn't doing it. Um, Carl wasn't doing it. My dad had to do them for work. He was all negative. Um, and... My mom did them. She tested positive around the end of Christmas. Yeah. And she then did a PCR. So it was gas, right? My mom tested positive on a Wednesday. Mm. Um, she couldn't get a PCR till the Friday. And the results from the PCR came back on Sunday. 
which was obviously positive. Um, but she, out of curiosity, on the Saturday evening, she did a, an antigen and tested negative. Yeah. Then she did another antigen on Tuesday and tested negative. So we're kind of wondering how long she even had COVID for because now she's, she was triple vaxxed. Yeah. Um, so she wasn't sick at all. She, she had a few sniffles and she had, a, she had a, an ache in her back. Um, for a few days, but from Wednesday, I think she might have only had COVID from Wednesday to Saturday. And, and I had symptomatic, like, and I, I had read, I had no, like, as in testing positive. She right. tested positive on the Wednesday on antigen and then took an antigen on the Saturday and tested negative. Oh, sorry, I'm with you, I'm with you, right? Yeah, right. so and I did read anecdotally on Twitter <clears throat> just people saying that, um. That people that were triple vaxxed that apparently got Omicron in, the, only in their the, bodies for five, four to six days. I'd read something and now fact check us lads by all means, unless yeah, you're Gary yeah. Dempsey, in which case shag off your absolute spoofer. But if, uh, I, again, anecdotally, and I'm not a scientist, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a virologist, but I believe that dose of COVID plus the combination of boosters and whatnot means the viral load you carry is significantly diminished against because that's the whole idea the boosters are doing their job like exactly yeah so um, so, yeah. so so she said she did the guidelines and that she isolated I think because she was triple vaxxed she could she had to isolate for seven days maybe right um and she did all that so thankfully it's bizarre that me my dad or brother didn't get it yeah, yeah, but I suppose, look, yous are all triple hit as well, aren't you? So, like... My dad was on know. the sofa um, with the dog for seven nights. He probably and was... He, he was just loving having run of the house, I'd say, though, was he? The dog? Well, yeah, sucks as well. I do them all the time. For what? I, like, for work? I, no, no, no. Just if I'm going anywhere that I'm going to be around people. Like, if I'm going up to my ma or whatever, I'll, I'll do one before I go up just to be, just in case there's sort of no symptoms or whatever because I'm triple hit and I would expect to be all right. How many would you say you've done? I would say since the middle of December, I've done about about 10, I'd say. I've done. Jesus. And just, I just do them out of like... I've oh, done two I'm, since Christmas. Yeah, now I've been going anywhere there's going to be people around me or anything like that. If I'm going to something, I'll be like, ah, I'll, I'll do it just to be. And I know you're probably not, I'm probably, that's probably overkill on my behalf. But No, like, it's, 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 it's good. It's cautious. You know? Like you're being yeah. extra cautious. So, but I've a lot of vulnerable people in my life. So that's why I'm kind of like, oh, I'd, I'd rather be safe than sorry or something, you know? Yeah. But uh, there's, I'm sure somebody like fucking G Demps will listen to that and be like, see? Fair project, fair. That's what that project is. Fair. He's he's subscribing to project fair. That's what he's doing. The Nuremberg yeah. experiment. Yep, that's it. The great replacement. That's what it's all about. Oh yeah, I, I seen a conspiracy the other day from somebody who was being quite prominent uh, posting about the the, co- the 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 pandemic as they call it. Who uh, put up a thing? Bearing in mind, Graham, it's it's January. It's winter, right? Boards tend to migrate at this time of year. You know what I mean? Now, with climate change and global warming, it's happening less because they're confused, but that's besides the point. The, 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 the message read, have you noticed there is a significant drop in the number of boards in the sky lately? Clearly, 
the batteries are being changed and the surveillance tools are being upgraded. I know. No. Crows, crows, blackboards, fucking blue tits, the works. They're I, all didn't know, I didn't know where that was going. So was someone suggesting that the boards were remote control? Yeah, the boards are fucking drones or something. And that they're in the sky as devices to monitor us. Ah, it's bonkers. You know? Have you ever seen, have you ever, like, think, do you have the number of boards in the sky? Why did you never see dead boards on the ground? Or rest my case. That's, that's the type of person you're dealing with. So, we long for the days where conspiracies were a bit of crack and uh, you could talk about them and just, you know. I, you could, I remember you could, we used to, me and you privately used to always kind of talk about them. But yeah. as you said ages ago, we had the ability to, to know that, geez. You could you switch know, it off. You, you could, could switch, switch it off. off like, yeah. But I, I haven't listened to all of uh, Finding Q as well. Uh, that was that's a biz, that is just bizarre. Oh, I'd, I'd honestly urge you can get anyone can get uh, audible on a free 30 day trial, get uh, it yeah, for finding yeah. Q alone, the, the and then BBC. just cancel because it's a great podcast. Yeah. But it's also, it's just like you know, the interviews where he had with your man that he suspected of being mm. Q, I believe he definitely is Q, oh, a million percent, million and, percent, yeah, with you. Your man was so intimidating, and you know. You'll meet my friends. Did. You'll yeah. meet my friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he when he doorstepped them, but I I do like I've been telling a lot of people as well that conspiracies in America, particularly, it's an industry. Oh, you know, it is. Yeah. It's 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 like the evangelical movement. Like these evangelical pastors sell out fifty, sixty thousand uh, capacity stadiums in America yeah. and deliver their message, and they they go on about. God this, God that, and yeah. they probably think you probably think that of course if they're on that if they're if they're that way inclined that they are charitable, but none of them have given to charity. Chance. Zero. They're driving around in Lamborghinis and living. Yeah. Fucking and, and Danny O'Brien's show. Um, I think it's Danny O'Brien, Danny McBride, maybe. Um, the comedian. Danny, well, there's a Danny O'Brien comedian from Greystone. It's a lovely fella. We had him on the podcast a long time yeah, ago. Wrong lad, and it's the American dude. Uh, that was in a lot of the Seth Rogen films. Right, he, right. he wrote a show called uh, The Righteous Gemstones, I think it's yes, called. Yes, yeah, I know. John, um, John Goodman. And, no, John, John Goodman, one of my favourite yeah. actors is in it. And it's basically a take-the-piss look at the evangelical movement yeah. in America. It's a comedy-like. Uh, the, about a dysfunctional evangelical family, and it's brilliant. The, but, the and, evangelical yeah, movement. Some the, Americans are mad. The evangelical movement should have stopped once Borat came out, that should have been enough to make people realise what a fucking sham it is. Big you know time. I mean? it, it's, but it's mad to me that that's the kind of thing that carries on and the fucking scandals that they're all embroiled in and all that. But like, people just have such faith in this fucking 300 page book that <laughs> they, you know. It's also like, people do, people, people that are that way inclined, they're like, They've gone through some sort of trauma or addiction yeah, or yeah, something, yeah. and they're looking for something to to hold on to. And sometimes these things can help them through it. But they can, but they're being manipulated it, in a lot of instances there. Like. Yeah, but and they're allowing their they're they're allowing their personalities take over this mm. way of thinking. Like, ah, yeah, yeah. Like look, some of the people that we know uh, from over the years that were using social media to be a conspiracy martyr, mm. um, like. You just you just love to say to them, 
you're, you're putting so much energy into this daily. People putting yeah. one and two posts on, on social media every day about, oh, look, watch this. This is going to happen and this is going to happen. and None of it happened. I know. I've, I've a couple of, like, there'll be a couple of what I'd say are, like, very, very good mates of mine who are, I'm not going to say they're anti-vax, but they're vax-hesitant, shall we say. And I'm, yeah. I'm saying that to be respectful towards them because I'm not, looking to fall out with them and I'm not looking to cause shit they they have their opinions the same way I have mine everyone is entitled to it I would however strongly believe their opinion is nonsense in this yeah. instance um, and like like some of the things that I've heard and some of the stuff that I, that I was sent and whatever around why you shouldn't get vaccinated and then why you shouldn't get boosted and all and I'm like every single bit of this has been disproved every single if you look beyond your little fucking confirmation bias and your Facebook messages and your missus who is fucking reading from Sharon on the dole who tells you that fucking Nicki Minaj's cousin got ball cancer from it or whatever the fuck happened. Remember it's, that. It's everything. Just actually sit down with a legitimate scientist and a legitimate fucking virologist and just sit down and read an interview or read something from them. We had fucking Professor Luke O'Neill on this podcast a year ago. People don't like him though now because he's been because he's been on the telly in their eyes he's been on the telly too much. Part of this whole thing of MSM mainstream media RTE is the virus and all. Fuck off, lads! Forgot. Like, let's be honest here. RTE are the people who gave us a late late show that sang Ireland's call to celebrate (laughs) the end of restrictions. Do you really think they're capable of organising mass? fucking hysteria and non no wasn't that cringy Danny it was absolutely horrific and I say that as an advocate for the Ireland call I think Ireland's call is, is, is a suitable anthem for a 32 county all Ireland uh, Ireland and uh, even I went that is absolute dog piss <laughs> <laughs> did you see there was one bloke sitting in the audience just, uh, and yeah. that. I respect that yeah, it, was yeah. the ver- it was like the Ronan O'Gara meeting the Queen oh just- hands in the pockets <laughs> yeah Hilarious. <laughs> but, uh, um, ah, yeah, man. Look, I, I think, look, the, the, the world's a mad place and it takes mad characters. And in many ways, those characters are kind of, they're the light at the end of the tunnel because they offer the fucking moment, rather it's at their expense or rather they're in on the joke, but it offers a moment of levity sometimes. Ah, yeah. But, but it, it drives you mad as well. Absolutely drive you mad. It, it, it stress you out. Um, yeah. So I suppose the two of us are here because we've no guest. We very, have, very astutely pointed out a half hour into this, yeah. We've, we've nine soft confirmations and we're waiting for nine people to get back to us. So it's, if those nine people are listening, can you get yeah. back to me, please, and can stop you, blue kicking me? Can you, can you stop this, uh, Cardio? We get, look, the restrictions are lifted. Everybody has things to be doing. We're all busy people. We get it. We get it. But, like, come on now. Come on now. People, people want to hear your dulcet tones on this award-winning audio sensation that is What's the Story podcast. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I think look, it, it, it's a short and sweet podcast for us this week, probably because it is just the two of us. We we're back last week with a wonderful even more. We got a lovely reaction to that as well. So, thanks very much for listening. To listening, thanks very much for listening. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we figured we we're only just back one week, we didn't want to go without doing more. So, uh, that's why but this is we haven't we, we haven't done an episode of just the two of us in a long time because the last couple of times we tried to do it, we were both just too grumpy. And after listening back to edit it, I was like, Mero, we're not putting that out. You edited it and you were like, there's no way I'm putting that out. <laughs> just apps, <laughs> apps, it only happened once. Misery. 
yeah to be fair to did yeah but it's <laughs> it's mad now because uh, like i do wonder John, like I'm, I'm also conscious at times right that this podcast like we're we're two white men in our 30s and people who listen to snippets of this or listen to like just you know a little bit of it as we've seen from reviews that have been left on some of the podcast providers with their bro culture and joe rogan light and i take that personally <laughs> I'm like Joe Rogan. I don't want to be called Joe Rogan. Like, look, look. I'm hey, not, can you take that review down? No, you can't. That's the downside because Apple are dickheads and they don't <laughs> let you. Um, so yeah, some of the comments up there are, you know. So if 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 anybody wants to balance that out and if they want to leave us a, a nice review, then I I wouldn't say no to that. But what I will say is this much: we won't be threatening Spotify to remove our podcast uh, <laughs> in protest against Joe Rogan. As much as I think Joe Rogan is a pandemic in himself, uh, Spotify gives a lot of listeners. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're not leaving. We're, yeah, not, exactly. we're, not, we're not going anywhere. We're not fucking leaving. What are you watching um, lately, Dan? What have we been watching lately? I watched something very good actually that I really was enjoying, and I can't fucking think of the name of it now. I'm watching Gamora. Gamora? Really? I didn't think you would be into that. Yeah, I didn't think so either. But the first season was sensational, really cool. um, and I'm I I di- I'm not I I expected from because of subtitles that I'd be falling asleep. But now I'm ve- yeah. very invested in the characters, and right. uh, it's excellent, excellent so far. I'm I've started season two, so uh, cool. I'm gonna hopefully piss through that over the next couple of weeks. I I've started Ozark again. I, I watched the first season and a bit of Ozark, and then what's Ozark watching. about? It's uh. Right, so it's this fella who gets in with the Mexican cartel. He doesn't want to get in with them, but he ends up in with them. And essentially, he moves from Chicago to the Ozark region of America uh, and becomes their pawn in terms of washing their illegal drug money and whatever. So it becomes like basically legal money for them. And it's very interesting from there. That's a very brief synopsis of it, but it's, right. uh, it's it. good. It, it's good. Now, it is good. Generally, it is good. It's... Um, Jason Bateman is the... Oh, yeah, I like Jason yeah, Bateman. Me too. That's, that's the main reason I watched it, because I like him. Uh, his wife is a bit annoying in it now. His wife's a bit annoying. The, um, there's a new one out on Disney about... Uh, Pam and Tommy. Um, yeah. Now, yeah. I thought this was going to be two or three episodes, because I'm thinking, that's all you need. Yeah. But a review this evening on the 6 o'clock show, or yesterday evening, uh, it's eight episodes. Like, are they just... Dragging the arse out of that. Dragging the arse out of it because they dragged the arse out of Dope Sick. D- Dope Sick, I think, was two episodes too long. Yeah. And yeah. I think, I'm thinking because it's the same acres of t- uh, Pam and Tommy, I'm thinking mm. that is this going to be two, three episodes too far? But Seth Rogen's in it and I love Seth yeah, Rogen. Yeah, I do like Seth Rogen. I do like Seth Rogen. There's a show I'm watching uh, called Ghosts. Right? I'm watching oh. the American version of it. There's, there's an English version as well on BBC, but I'm watching the American version. And it's like it's just a little sitcom comedy thing, right? But the premise is this couple inherit this old country house that's a bit run down, and they decide they're going to give up their job in the city and they're going to move down, they're going to renovate the house and open it as a and b And they're in there a day, and your one falls down the stairs and nearly dies. And because she nearly dies, then she can see ghosts and she can see all the ghosts that haunt this house. And it's it's very funny. I'm enjoying is, it. Totally. Is it a, it's a comedy, is it? Yeah, it's a comedy, yeah. And all the ghosts, so like this house is like four or five hundred years old. So the ghosts that are in there are like, there's there's one like Wall Street fella from like the 90s. Then there's like this fucking... What station is that on? I can't remember what station it's on. 
It's on your Android box, is it? Uh, no, Graham. Why all the uh, media I consume is through legal means. Could you withdraw that, please? Um, but I'm sure that somebody did have something like an Amazon Fire Stick. They went into the series section of such a device, and they searched, and they searched ghosts. It more than likely would be there. Um, My apologies. But but yeah, no, I don't partake in those things. Uh, no, nor do I. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, it's very good. That's worth a watch. And then um, I watched a film. What film did I watch recently that I very much enjoyed? Well, I just can't remember. I'm terrible for memory in terms of. It's only when somebody goes, "Did you see such and such?" You go, "I did." But if you yeah. ask me off the top of my head, the Tender Bar. That's what it's called. It's Ben Affleck. George Clooney directs it. It's an Amazon. Oh, movie. I heard about it. And I loved every fucking minute of it. Is it a so, film? It is a film, and it's just a very nice. Leaves you a warm feeling. Just a nice film. Very and, good. And I love Ben Affleck. Love Ben. Ben Affleck. They could remake Jaws, Jaws and Ben Affleck could be the shark and I'd watch it. <laughs> Very good. Love Ben Affleck. Uh, the Town. The Town is amazing. You ever see The Town? No, I haven't seen The Town. It's, it's absolutely... It's Ben Affleck, Jeremy Renner and uh, your man from Mad Men. I can't remember his name. Never watched Mad Men either. Mad Men's a very good show. It's worth watching. Yeah. But, uh, and it's, it's about bank robbers in Boston. And it's, for the Boston accents alone make you want to watch this. Every I day. I love the Boston accent. Uh, well, watch the town. I'm telling there's your homework. Watch the town. You'll love it. I promise you, you'll love it. Did I see the town? I think I might have seen it, actually. It's, it's absolute. Jeremy Renner is brilliant in it, but I like Jeremy Renner. Love Hawkeye. Go on, Hawkeye. Right, Dan. Will we call it a day? Think so because we're just rambling about stuff that we've watched that we can't remember the name of. So this is fucking. <laughs> Watching McCall at the thingy yeah. jig. Did you not see that show which you're wanting it? You know you're wanting with the hair. <laughs> people, people listening to this going, "What the yeah. fuck are these two lads on?" Yeah, Joe Rogan Lloyd. Joe Rogan Lloyd, bro. Uh, I'm off now to do an isolation tank, take some DMT, possibly do a bit of hot yoga, and then do some running up some hills along with me Labrador uh, while I chase off mountain lions. <laughs> I love the the memes. Uh, there was a meme I watched the uh, Celtic and Rangers match last night, which is a was a very entertaining match. Yeah. Um, amazing atmosphere. And I woke up this morning to see a meme, a Joe Rogan meme, picture of Joe Rogan, and it said, "Now Celtic annihilated the, the Rangers were abysmal." Yeah. Uh, and the meme is Joe Rogan, and it says. I actually read a report that says Rangers played quite well tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll leave that. it there. If you want to listen to any episode of What's the Story podcast, um, you can go to any podcast provider and search WTS Pod. You can go to our website, WTSPod.com, or we're on Twitter at WTS Pod. Danny is at Danjo Murray. I'm at Merrigan Mania. Hopefully next week we'll have a lovely guest and I think we do already have one booked. Um, And until next time, Danny. Clear eyes. Full hearts. And lose. Peace.